Welcome to the Simple Cocktails Podcast. I'm Greg Mays, Managing Editor of SimpleCocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Thanks for tuning in. All right, we have a special episode today uh, in the wake of uh, being in San Antonio last week. Uh, but first, we're going to make a drink before we get started. Okay, so this is kind of like a tagalong. It is. Podcast. Yeah, it's it's a bonus episode based on some content we got that I, I was surprised we got. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this was the unplanned interview. I thought we would make a party out of it. Okay. Does that sound okay? That sounds great. All right, sounds good to me. I just invented a cocktail. Okay. I, I've done a version of this before. Like today, or did you invent this on your blog? This, nah, I, I've done a version of this on the blog. Okay. It's, but it's based around a regional uh, product. So we can go ahead and say what we're going to do. So we got to interview Jeff Arnett, who is the head distiller at Jack Daniels. Really fun interview. He was just a, a really nice guy. Made me miss Tennessee. Right. I, I do can I just say that. say that when you found out that he was there, yeah. you about pissed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> to my knowledge, he doesn't go to this kind of stuff. Really? Like, I don't know if he goes to Tales of the Cocktail. He definitely wasn't in, in San Antonio last year. Right. And so you're exactly right. It was like six months before <laughs> that I was like, oh my gosh, the guy from Jack Daniels is going to be there. And I got really jazzed about it. And mm -hmm. so I basically stalked the poor man. <laughs> Did you know that he was going to be at this event? I did not. No. I okay. mean, I he was at a lot more things than I thought he was going to be at. Right. And so I was pretty jazzed about that. So right. we're going to make a Jack Daniels cocktail. Okay. Sound good? That sounds great. All right. So I'm going to call this the Tennessee Manhattan. Oh, hey. Yeah, because if I just called it the Tennessee, no one would really know. It sounds what like it was. a song by Doesn't some it? country singer. Tennessee, one Manhattan. Another, right? That's right. No. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> you're totally right. So we are going to make a Tennessee Manhattan with Jack Daniels. Okay. This is going to be a fun one. You'll really enjoy every okay. bit of this. All right. I see garnishes already, so I'm already. I got the garnishes up. ready to go. I mean, anytime you can give me a garnish, yeah. when we're not in front of anyone, when it's just you and me recording, yeah. It's like, is this our anniversary? That's right. <laughs> What's going on? So come to my house, I'll garnish your drink. Right. But on the podcast where it's an invisible garnish, sometimes we fake it. And most of the time we just don't do well, it. Well, I wasn't opening the door for you to do that. I was insulting myself. Okay. I didn't mean to insult you. Did you take it that way? No. Okay. I'd like to think that our house is the house that gives garnishes all the time. Can we hang that sign up on the door? <laughs> yes. This is the house that gives garnishes. <laughs> so here's how we make a Tennessee Manhattan. I like my Manhattans two to one. So two parts whiskey, one part vermouth. All right. How are it, they usually done? Um, they, it can be anywhere. It's like a mar it's like a martini. You can make it any way you want. Five okay. to one or whatever. Okay. Two to one is where I like it. So we're going to do two ounces of Jack Daniels. All right, so two ounces of Jack Daniels. That's part of our Tennessee. All right. More to come. One ounce of vermouth. Unfortunately, to my knowledge, there is no such thing as Tennessee vermouth. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. It's kind of heartbreaking. So this is Italian vermouth. I figure that's kind of like Tennessee. Yeah. Not at all. I could not think of anyone in... Well, I'm hopefully maybe somebody will prove us wrong, but I can't think of anything in Tennessee that would be geared towards a vermouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope for the day that we have tons more American vermouths. I think we're working on it. Right. 
Uh, remember the guy that wrote the vermouth book? We met him at Tales. He's he just had so much great stuff to say about American vermouth. So right. it gave me a lot of hope. You're right. You're so right. And Nashville excited. is like the place to be right now. It so is. I'm probably sounding really ignorant because they probably have thousands of amazing things that we have no idea about. We got to get to Nashville. We do. That's you've inspired me. Yeah. Maybe the Tennessee Manhattan will get us there. Okay. So two ounces Jack Daniels, an ounce of vermouth, a nice fresh, sweet vermouth. And then here's the bitters we're going to use. These are the bitter end bitters from Santa Fe. The cutest little vial I've ever seen. It is. And this is Memphis barbecue bitters. Oh my goodness. You getting it? Hey. So that's our second quote unquote Tennessee ingredient. Have you tasted this? I have. So I've made uh, what I called a Memphis Manhattan before, All right. but I didn't use Jack. I used a different ingredient. And I've got one more Tennessee ingredient for the party tonight. Oh my gosh. Please say it's spitting tobacco. No, it isn't. Oh, man. <laughs> well, like before you spit it, like the fresh, I shouldn't say spitting tobacco. I would just, there's no other way to say it other than uh, chewing tobacco. That's the go. way you do there it. There you go. That's, That's the way the ladies say it. Perfectly fine. Perfectly <laughs> fine. As my great grandma used to dip. Right. Yeah. On a, she would use a spoon to mm-hmm. scoop it into yeah. her, her bottom lip mm-hmm. and spit it into a tin can all day. Hardcore. Even at church, right? Uh, I don't think church. Okay. I think that was frowned on. All right. Two ounces jack. One ounce of vermouth. Then we did like three drops of Memphis barbecue bitters. Mm. Bitter and bitters are strong and spicy. And yes. You usually don't do dashes with them. You do drops. Okay. So we're going to stir it because it's a Manhattan. We're going to stir this thing until it is freezing cold. Now, do you see my other Tennessee ingredient on the table? in the glass. The garnish? Yeah. Oh, man. Old smoky moonshine Ugh. cherries. No? <laughs> Those are from Tennessee, though. Gasoline cherries. That's yum. Right. They're, East, they're an East Tennessee staple. So Yeah. I haven't met anyone that's like, I love those cherries. I eat those all the time. It's usually like, hey, try this. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. That'll burn your guts, right? Right, right. It's true. Uh, I like them. I think they're you quite do? nice. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think they're nice. Yeah, you and your friends do. You're I don't right. like syrupy ones. That's why. That's true. That is beautiful. It is. It's a little bit lighter it from the is. Jack Daniels. It kind of looks like a little bit of a sunset or a sundown. Do you know what I mean? Like, it does, yeah. So it's got some color to it, it up and down. It gets richer from the top, I yeah. want to say. Maybe it's because the gasoline is seeping off of the cherries. Richer so. from the top. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just a quick review. I've said it multiple times, but I want you guys to get it. So it's two ounces of Jack Daniels, an ounce of sweet vermouth, uh, we used Old Smoky Moonshine Cherries to garnish in Memphis barbecue bitters from the bitter end mm. to bitter it. And so uh, let's go ahead and have a sip. Cheers. That has a lot of flavor. It does. Those bitters like really filled in the gaps. Yeah, the the bitters is really good in it. I will admit that. It adds I, a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. And like the taste afterwards is very like mesquite and... Smoky. Mm, it tastes like leather and finely polished wood. And Ooh. I realize none of this is appetizing, but yes. it's really nice. It, it could be. That sounds all right. Yeah. Those are tasting notes very for whiskey. Very Western in a, in a funky kind of way. The funny thing is I actually feel like the bitters make the vermouth disappear. Okay. I, you like I can barely totally taste the vermouth. Right. I can't taste the bitterness of yeah, it. Yeah, I can't taste much vermouth at all either. Yeah, the bitters gives it a totally different dimension. I like that. Yeah, the Tennessee Manhattan. Simple Cocktails is supported by Cued Drinks, makers of spectacular carbonated mixers crafted to perfectly complement 
your favorite spirits. Q drinks are available nationally in six flavors, including Q tonic water for spectacular gin and tonics, and Q ginger beer for spectacular Moscow mules. Typical cocktail sodas are made with unpronounceable ingredients by multinational corporations, sweetened beyond recognition with high fructose corn syrup and packaged in generic containers. Q drinks are the complete opposite. Made by a Brooklyn-based company with real ingredients, carefully sourced from around the globe, Q drinks are more flavorful, less sweet, and have much more carbonation than you'll find in other mixers. The result of this attention to detail is clean, crisp, spectacular beverages that bring out the best in your favorite spirits. Using Q drinks is easy to create delicious, sophisticated cocktails with just two pours. One to two ounces of your favorite spirit and three to four ounces of Q poured over ice in a highball glass. Simple, spectacular Q drinks. Make your drink spectacular. So forget the drinking. This is the part of the show I'm really excited about. All right. This was just something that came about. And again, I said it before. I keep talking about it. It's kind of annoying. But at cocktail type events like this, this guy isn't there. He usually isn't. Jeff mm-hmm. Arnett. Okay. He's the master distiller of Jack Daniels. He's got quite a story behind that. He's got some funny stories. He's got some good background. And so let's just jump right into the interview with Jeff. So I'm talking to Jeff Arnett, master distiller of Jack Daniels. What, what's that like? What's that life like? <laughs> well, you know, we've been around 150 years, and I'm only the seventh person to hold my job. If you cover that same span of time, 150 years, there have been 28 presidents and 12 popes. Wow. But there have only been seven whiskey makers at Jack Daniels. So I, I'll usually tell people my job is like four times better than being the president right. and almost twice as good as being the pope because that's yeah. just the math. And, and it's harder, right? It, it's harder it, yeah. To be. Well, yeah, well, I wouldn't want to be either of those other two jobs. I enjoy what I do, and uh, you know, but I always did. I came to Jack Daniels as a quality control manager uh, 16 years ago, and just always loved the job. I, I tell people, even after 16 years with them, the worst day at Jack Daniels I've ever had was still a pretty good day. And it, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard to find a company where you'd ever feel that way. But I think as long as you believe in what you do and you and you have confidence in the people that you do it with, uh, there's not going to be anything you don't feel like you can't overcome. And, and that's the situation that I'm in in Lynchburg. I've got the best group of people uh, in the industry, I feel like. I get credit for making all the whiskey, but I've got a very talented group of people that help me do that. I don't have to, when I'm here in San Antonio, helping to, you know, promote Jack Daniels and talk about the different expressions and different things that we put into the marketplace today. I'm really not worried about the quality of what we're putting away because I know they care just as much as I do. So, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for what we make, but I also know that I can have absolute confidence in the people who are helping me get it done. And we're fortunate to have 500 people in Lynchburg who give blood, sweat, and tears for making Jack Daniels what it is. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So you talked about the different expressions. There's been a lot of... Uh, can I call it innovation? Innovation. You know, when I became the master distiller back in 2008, we, we had three products in the marketplace. We we had our Gentleman Jack, we had our old number seven black label, and we had our single barrel. Um, but today, if you went to if you were in the markets that carry every product that we have, there's actually nine uh, different things that Jack Daniels makes. So we have a honey and a fire. So we did come out with two flavored whiskeys. Uh, but I think more importantly, we're kind of working more in grains and barrels than we ever have before. Uh, we've come out with a rye whiskey. Uh, we've got a Sinatra Select, which deploys the uh, groove barrel. We've got the uh, 
number 27 gold, which is in a uh, toasted maple barrel. It's double barreled and uh, double uh, mellowed. Really nice product there. Uh, but also barrel proof is out, and we made our first new grain bill in 100 years when we came out with the rye, uh, the Jack Daniels rye, which is just as a single barrel product now, but we've got more coming and have some future releases of rye whiskey that we plan to make as well. That's awesome. That's all, is that yeah. all under your direction? Well, you know, I, I think the market often directs what I do. You know, I'm not going to go and put out products that I don't think the market is asking for or wanting. So. The good news is Jack Daniels, even though every drop is made in a small town in Lynchburg, Tennessee, we, we have a fairly global footprint. And we have people who work in it, 160 countries around the world who are telling us what people are wanting. And it's not that we're willing to change or compromise what we do, but we can easily, uh, we can be more than just one whiskey, right. I think, to the world. And we, there's a lot of things we can do and do well. And that's what we're looking at now. You know, what are the things that people are wanting? What are the opportunities in the marketplace? What are the things that people are asking for but not finding? Can Jack Daniels fill that? You know, it's an exciting time, I think, to be in the whiskey business. More people looking at whiskeys than have looked at whiskeys in probably three decades. I tell people, as we put out more products from Jack Daniels, it has provided choice, but it's often provided it with some confusion. I mean, now it used to be that we just had one thing and you just grabbed it. But, you know, for us, it's important for us to get out and explain why the rye is different than, you know, it's a single barrel product, but why it tastes different than the single barrel select. You know, what the barrel proof provides over the standard single barrel select. How our flavor whiskeys, you know, I, that as a master distiller, I don't work so much on the flavor science area of our company. I only provide the whiskey to it, but I think it's important that I can stand in front of an audience and tell you, if you want to try a honey whiskey, that I, I believe that Jack Daniels is the best honey whiskey in the marketplace, and here's why. Wow, and, and, and be able to compare us to the, the marketplace competitors that we have. We never want to knowingly put out a, a mediocre or an inferior product. We, when we look at opportunities, we always say, can we be a superior uh, competitor in that marketplace? Can we do something bigger and better than the people who are already there? Yeah. And uh, that's the standard that we hold ourselves to. And, and I think the good news with Jack Daniels is we, we've been at this business for a long time. And, and there's times that I think we somewhat get penalized by being a larger brand. But, but the benefits of being a larger brand is that we've got resources. And we do things in the whiskey industry that no other uh, distiller does. We, we have log buyers. We operate state mills. We build our own barrels. Something that's all of your color and over half of your flavor something that's as important as the barrel if you can own that as a whiskey company you are ahead of the game so i feel like for jack daniels we have some intrinsic strategic advantages as a company especially when it comes to whiskey we we, we like i said we know charcoal mellowing which is i think it's a nuance it's, it's kind of a it's one of those things that not every whiskey company has explored and knows but we've been doing it a long time we know what it can and can't do uh we've been able to take it and make Tennessee whiskey what it is, certainly built a reputation for it, but to be able to make something like Gentleman Jack, which we're promoting tonight, using it in, 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 in two times fashion, not just on the new whiskey, but also uh, on the mature whiskey to soften uh, the oak finish, I think kind of makes for a very nice cocktail whiskey. So we can take something that people have known and loved, our old number seven black label, and turn it into something else. Because I think when you try Gentleman Jack, you'll see the difference. Uh, that it doesn't quite taste like Black Label, even though every other thing about it is the same. It's just that we've mellowed it that second time, and, and that changes it quite a bit. But, you know, I think going forward, 
the things that make me excited is that first of all, there's so many people here tonight who are excited about whiskey, exploring whiskey. It's not just men. It's not just Caucasian, yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. It's all ethnicities. It's men and women. It's young and old. I mean, whiskey right now is the place to be, especially American whiskey. Uh, and I think cocktail culture is, is is our friend. You know, I think in the whiskey world, we've often played second fiddle to Scotch whiskey because they're the grandfather uh, of whiskey making. But if there's an Achilles heel, if you will, for Scotch whiskey, it's their mixability. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, you know, your cocktail makers are kind of somewhat limited when they look at Scotch brands of being able to do something because their flavor systems are not quite, you know, they're just not very complementary yeah. uh, to the things you're trying to do in the, in the back bar. Uh, but American whiskeys, that is that is really in our wheelhouse. That the, the flavors that we have in, in bourbons and in Tennessee whiskeys are really uh, setting up the old-fashioned, the Manhattan, the Sours, you know, the Sling, the different things that we've done here, uh, the Gentleman Ginger that we're doing here tonight. You know, just just, just being creative, keeping fresh ingredients, uh, but being creative and trying to think about balance and and what are what what other drinks do people like? What cocktails can we do to reflect that? Other drinks that are popular in culture, I think they'll find that when they come through here tonight. Whether it's at the Jack Daniels table, we have the Aradura table, uh, we have the Woodford table here tonight. But there's a lot of great brands here tonight, uh, putting their best wares out on the table, showing you what they got. I don't, I don't think you can miss by coming here to San Antonio and, and doing the cocktail conference if you can get a ticket to it. But I hope you really enjoyed listening to Jeff talk about Jack Daniels. I've always had a kind of an interesting respect for Jack Definitely, Daniels. Definitely, right. A little more maybe than, you know, most cocktail snobs. Right, because you're from the South. That's right. Well, I've read I've read the biography about right, Jack. I'm, right. I'm very versed in right. uh, J.D. I have to tell you that I'm a little disappointed that there wasn't, like, any kind of draw that came out of your mouth after talking to him for a while. Because for me, there was... And I'm from LA. Listen, Do you know what I mean? Listen carefully. <laughs> rewind it. Rewind. Everybody, turn it back. Listen to me talking to really? Jeff. You hear a little bit of Tennessee really? in there. Just a little I bit. I remember you having a thick accent um, <laughs> on a tape recorder that your mom gave me of you singing the Dukes of Hazards when you were, what, in first grade, maybe? Yeah. yeah Probably, probably fifth. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't insult me. I was like five or six. Cutest thing Dukes in the world. Dukes of Hazard was great. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, when I'm around your family... I get like this accent. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, you do. You you are pretty great with southern accents, and I'm trying to convince you to be a country musician. Okay. Yeah. Other than the fact that I really don't like country, <laughs> but hey, hey, that, that hasn't stopped. That's you, where right. the easy money is. Well, no, it. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. <laughs> Very true. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. This was a great one for us and a lot of fun for me. I'm Greg Mays, managing editor of SimpleCocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cheers.